Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Delora, can you believe we're back? Like, Ashley, I was thinking to myself, like, we made it. We made it. It's January um, 21st. We're, I'm putting our date out there right now because I was telling you at the last podcast, all I want to do is just make it to January 21st. Mama, we made it. We made it. Thank you, Lord. Okay. For real. The GOAT. G-O-D. Appreciate you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was concerned. Yes. I mean, we did it. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And you know what, I'm, we're just gonna go ahead and get into this podcast. So hello, everyone. Welcome to Recapping with Delora. And Ashley. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. So there's a lot of things. Well, I shouldn't even say a lot of things going on in pop culture. The, the bigger stories would be, you know, the bachelorette Claire and her man, Dale are broken up. Um, we we could talk about Army's cannibalism? Question mark. But his life has really gotten strange, girl. <laughs> but I think it would be best if we talk about the inauguration, mm-hmm. just because it's such a major major event that happened in our lives in our country and we're going to talk about it from a fashion performance favorite moments perspective okay so ashley starting with the performance we had lady gaga sing the national anthem we had j-lo perform uh this land is made for you and me and uh is that right? I think it was this land was made for you and me. Yes, that sounds yes. right. If it's not, y'all who have watched the inauguration know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. And then we had Garth Brooks perform. What did you think about the performance? Or did you see them? I know I know it was going on during the work day, but I'm just curious. Did you catch any of them? Did you yes. have any favorites? I did. I did get to catch them. Uh Gaga was probably my favorite just because Gaga mm-hmm. put so much into her performances in terms of, you know, just the, the, the gestures, the facial expressions. You could tell she'd be feeling it. She is a performer, okay? And then the, the outfit. I mean, my brother even texted me like, Ashley, was that a Mockingjay on, on Lady Gaga's dress? <gasps> and I was like, I don't miss. think so, but I heard it was trending on Twitter with people wondering. So I had to look it up. And I guess yes. her explanation was it was an interpretation from biblical times when Christian belief stated that God sent Noah a dove with an olive branch as a mm-hmm. message of peace and forgiveness. Yes. But actually, we're not at fashion yet. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You just got me <laughs> off on a Gaga tangent. Yes. Her performance is my favorite. But I will say J-Lo pleasantly surprised me because mm. when, it, when she started walking out, I said, J-Lo? Singing? I know. Oh, Okay. J-Lo can perform. There's no hate yes. on J-Lo. No. But she's not a singer. No. And then Garth I, Brooks, I know country legend, but miss yes. with Miss. I Miss love Miss. Garth Brooks, and I was actually surprised to see him there. Not to say, you know, anything about his political beliefs, but some people don't touch 
you know, stuff like this with a 10 foot pole, you know? Mm. So, well, he, to his credit, seemed like he hugged all the past presidents and first ladies on his way out. I was like, oh, Garth, you know everybody. Okay. Well, he did everybody. And another political event, I think, back in Obama's time. But for him, he was talking about how much this is for unity, 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 unity. Um, But overall, I did. Well, they do I say appreciate- Biden tries to, you know, work across the aisles. Maybe yes. that was him continuing in all aspects to work across it the It was aisle. actually Dr. Jill who invited him. Yes, Dr. Jill. So um, I enjoyed Lady Gaga, although with all the performers, I kind of was thinking to myself, could there have been someone else? Mm. <laughs> Only because I'm like, Gaga national anthem hmm like and and i didn't think she was going to do a bad job but i was just like i guess jennifer hudson had already sang the national anthem. <laughs> i saw that i saw people saying you know jennifer hudson would have been my choice again there were a lot of people that could have been chosen to sing at such a pivotal inauguration and yes. you have more vocal ability that's no mm-hmm. shame i got stephanie because no. we on first name basis stephanie can sing she can't and that's what i was telling my one girlfriend i was like she's a she's a trained professional so i i I don't have any quorums with no when she sang on a star is born at the end tears tears. that was her that was was again i'm just giving my authentic reaction absolutely (laughs) that's why i said you are that that was the consensus i heard somebody say in the coverage like oh that was the most spirited um performance of uh the national anthem i've heard i was like mm, whitney whitney mm. i'm gonna need whitney. y'all to go back in youtube when whitney houston sang <laughs> the most epic version of that that will ever be sung in anybody's life of all time so and then you know with j-lo again i feel like there's an oversaturation of j-lo right now i'm like who is her manager obviously i know who her manager manager is um but still, he's working overtime because I feel like it's just too much of her. She did the she did the Super Bowl, she did New Year's, and now she's I mean, bravo to her management, bravo because mm-hmm. I'm not asking for a Jalen. <laughs> and you know what was weird too is it, I, I was so surprised at first when they made note of A Rod being there. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, is Alex Rodriguez doing and here? To be fair, when they said that. J-Lo was performing at the inauguration I thought it was going to be for the evening performances you know mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to mm-hmm. be oh no she's in the Prime program time yes mm-hmm. Prime so so yeah and then you know Garth did his thing so overall um it was it was it was a pleasant day for it to have been heavily secured <laughs> um socially distant mask wearing I thought it was um, it was a very uplifting, uplifting um, program to watch. Yeah. you know. All I right. know you were only speaking to the music, but were you going to talk about the poem portion? That was going to be under my favorite moments. Okay. So, okay. So I was going to say, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fashion. Okay. Ashley, do you have any favorite? favorite fashions and I have a little bit of uh information on that but I I just would like to know your you know 
top three favorite. Mm, I don't know. Top Which three. Is- top three. Well, I already gave you the, I, the, the Gaga moment I enjoyed and the reasons for that. But Michelle Obama, hands down. Girl, I'm was not okay. I'm still not goat. okay. <laughs> yeah, in terms of the fashion of the moment. I mean, just seeing them, I immediately, my heart fluttered. Uh, it was just such a moment. The hair, the glow, the swag, the husband. The I, mean, I mean, and the thing that I love about Barack is like he kn- he knew in that moment no one was paying him any attention. Yeah, like, he's happy. He had the baddest chick in the game wearing his chain. Okay, yes, like, Jay. Yes, I Jay. Could not take it. I uh, I'm still they not were, over it. They were magic. Um. I mean, it's, it was Kamala's day, so I want to give Kamala love, and I know she wore purple supposedly as a symbol of uh, of blue and uh, red combined to make mm-hmm. purple, from what I heard. Um, there was also the moment with, I don't know if it was one of Joe Biden's grandchildren that had the jacket with the 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 um, accents in it, like on her shoulders. That is um, Kamala, <laughs> Madam Vice President Kamala Harris' uh, daughter. Okay, daughter. yeah, that was a very cute. Well, so I guess my point is, it was all Mew about Mew. The coats. It was very coats heavy, yes. and it made me miss living in a colder climate because I was like, hmm. damn it, they were fire. They were fire. It was giving me royal royal family um, realness in a, a little bit too because they're known for wearing their coats for public appearances and stuff like that, and you don't really get a lot of that here. Oh, it and was so everything. It was Even, everything. Um, when when uh, Hunter Biden and his family came walking down, I said, mm-hmm. "Oh, y'all are all fabulous! Like every Absolutely. single one of y'all look amazing." So yeah, it was all about the coats for me. Can- I believe Amanda Seals uh, posted something about a top coats list, and I agreed with that list (laughs) on Instagram. Um, uh, Kamala Harris' niece's husband, um, he rocked the DR1. Yes, ma'am. Could mm-hmm. not handle. They were like, "Yo, who is rock? Who are rocking these shoes?" Sneaker heads unite! Yes, baby. I loved it. And then her daughters, um, so Kamala's um, grand nieces, were wearing leopard print type of coats, and they were so throwback. adorable. And that was that was in um, remem- remembrance of when Kamala and her sister were younger. They had some roller coats, and I just thought that was so beautiful. But yes, Indeed. Michelle Obama. I'm gonna shout out First Lady Dr. Jill because um, she looked fabulous. And um, the blue apparently uh, signifies um, calm and, okay. and you know, unity coming together. Well, so is purple. So they had, there was a common theme in all the purples and the blues and everything like that. And I loved it. So. Oh, I'm he- sorry. I also loved Amanda's, the yellow, the, the yellow yes. coat that she wore. And even, you know, I'm not really a headband person, but just everything in that moment. I her loved. look was amazing. Yeah. Fun with her fact, fashion as well. Oprah gifted her, her earrings. Oh I love how gosh. Oprah loves to give a hoop for a gift. And she wore a ring with a bird in a cage so that symbolized the great maya angelou i thought it was wonderful and so overall um 
you know, it, it was it was a great day for fashion. Okay, lastly, favorite moments for the inauguration. Um, first of all, my ultimate favorite moment is there everybody made it out of that mofo safe Girl, and sound and in one truth. piece because that my my fear and I hate to be so fearful, but it was obviously in this moment necessary for all the precautions. I just wanted everybody to be okay. And I'm so thankful that that was the case. Um, my favorite moment as far as the ceremonies and things go that I saw was absolutely Amanda's poem. Uh, she stole the show for me. Yes. Um, I'm now, and so I think beautiful. you are too, following her on IG. I've watched uh, her yes. Anderson Cooper interview, all yes. of the things. I'm just so, it's just so always rewarding to 22 see. 22 years old, Ashley. Yeah, the, the talent, the youth, and then the fact that she overcame a, a, a speaking impediment yes. where she couldn't pronounce her R's even yes. up, she said, a year or two ago. I mean. Girl, Hamilton helped her. Yes, yeah, and I knew you were gonna love that reference. I you brought did. up Hamilton. Reverser. Yes. I mean, but in song. such good company, she was mentioning. You know, again, we talked about Joe Biden having his stutter. Anderson Cooper overcame a yes. stutter. Yes. I mean, and have has gone on to such do such great things. I mean, she made history. She was beautiful. It was yes. black excellence. It was black girl excellence. It black was girl magic. It just gave um, me my Dr. whole life. Jill also invited her to um to give the beautiful poem honestly it's something i plan on printing out off and just putting up on a wall somewhere because that it was truly that beautiful send me a copy framed to florida thank you so much (laughs) of course okay on a lighter (laughs) note my favorite moment again michelle obama in that color girl i mean i need to come back to life because i i i died yesterday anyway um Bernie Sanders memes. Yes. Okay. I first of all, of course I noticed <laughs> he showed up to this inauguration like this was I don't know a uh, just Saturday a stop on the way wait, 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 to the grocery wait. store. Girl, like oh I'm gonna do this air right quick. Let me just roll up. I got my Manila folder because I gotta go <laughs> to the mailbox after. And then he showed up and just sat there crossed legs. With those mittens, mind you, fun fact, those mittens were given to him by um, one of his, you know, <clears throat> voters from Vermont. And uh, that was several years ago. I think she said it was about two years ago. So it was made out of, out of like recycled plastic, I believe. And I think I heard somebody say it on The View. So yes, yeah, that's and, wonderful. Um, I, I saw the young lady who was interviewed and she was just so excited about how much attention those men were getting. And uh, <laughs> I love all he had to say when um, someone asked him about being a, you know, viral sensation. He was like, I'm from Vermont. We know how to dress for the cold. So, you know. <laughs> In a very true Bernie fashion, if you know absolutely. what I mean. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, Ashley, if you, you have anything else? No, I, that's awesome. I appreciated uh, it. And right. I appreciate the continued uh, social media commentary on all these things. You guys have lifted my spirit. Special shout out to Amanda Seals in the shade room because yes. y'all bring it every time on the humor. Appreciate y'all. Yes. <laughs> oh, and one last thing. One of my favorite places that um, Bernie ended up um was a Bridgerton uh picture Reggae mm-hmm. Jean Page uh 
posted it was it was between um simon and anthony and bernie was right there in the middle that yeah. was that even was chris shale posted him in the selling sunset cast photo <laughs> i saw that i saw that so good times good them. times i i i have to say again I feel like there is a bit of a exhale that happened in the world yesterday and I'm glad that we're all safe and uh, look forward to the future. All right. If there's nothing else, Ashley, are you ready for the recap? I am girl. And you know, we're talking about politics and a divided nation and hoping to bring things back together. Well, according to an LA times article, you know what this divided and bitter frightened country needs right now to help heal ourselves after four years of Donald J. Trump? Girl, what? A national binge watch of the hit Netflix series, Cobra Kai. (laughs) (laughs) Which is our recap for today, guys. Super excited. Seasons one and two is what Mm -hmm. we're recapping for you today. So Cobra Kai, the first season and the second season dropped on YouTube Red originally. So the first season premiered May 2018. The second season premiered April 2019. And then it was acquired by Netflix in June 2020. I had been wondering why I did not know about this show until mid last year. Wait, so, you said you said Netflix Red? Netflix acquired it. YouTube Red had it originally. YouTube Red. Yes, YouTube's premium subscription service, I guess, Yeah, had it originally as their series. And then Netflix acquired it. Yeah, and it took on a new life, right? Absolutely. Took on a whole new life. So 10 half-hour episodes per season. There are now three seasons on Netflix. Season three just dropped January 1st. It is still in Netflix's top 10. So if you have not watched it, be sure to do so. Quick summary for you guys of the overall series. 34 years, 34, after the events of the 1984 All-Valley Karate Tournament, a down-and-out Johnny Lawrence seeks redemption by reopening the infamous Cobra Kai Dojo, reigniting his rivalry with a now successful Danny LaRusso. So the original Karate Kid film is what they're picking back up off of from that 1984 All-Valley Tournament. There were three original films that dropped, which I'll get to in just a minute. So Mm. series creators Josh Hale, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg, executive producers on this series are Ralph Macchio, Mm -hmm. William Zabka, and D. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Because Overbook Productions, Will Smith's production company, is the one that owns the rights and brought this back to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned, this is really picking back up after the first film, but there were three original films starring Ralph Macchio as Daniel, dropped in 84, 86, and 1989. Fun fact, they are all currently available for free with limited ads on Amazon Prime. There were two subsequent films, one starring Hilary Swank in 1994, still with Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi, and then one reboot in 2010 with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Let's get into the cast of the series. Ralph Macchio stars as Daniel LaRusso. William Zabka stars as Johnny Lawrence. Sholo Maridueña stars as Miguel Diaz. Mary mm. Mauser stars as Samantha LaRusso, who is Daniel's daughter. Courtney Hingler is Amanda LaRusso, Daniel's wife. Tanner Buchanan stars as Robbie Keane, who is Johnny's son. Jacob Bertrand stars as Eli 
Hulk Moskowitz. We have Gianni DeCenzo, who stars as Dimitri, Martin Cove as John Kreese, Peyton List as Tori, Nicole Brown as Aisha, Vanessa Rubio as Carmen. Aisha. I, you know that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and Hannah Keeple as Moon. Um, it's a pretty extensive cast list, so I'll just name a couple of other people you'll see pop up in these first couple seasons. So we have Joe Seal, who's Kyler, Annalisa Cochran, who's Yasmin, Dan Adut, who plays Anoush, and Brett Ernst, who plays Louis LaRusso, who is Danny's cousin who works at the auto dealership. So those are just the main cast. There's a lot of cast members. We're only hitting the core. Um, ratings for this series, Rotten Tomatoes, average critic score across the three seasons, 93%. Audience score, 92%. Google users, 97%. So this show receives a lot of love. A lot of nostalgia, a lot of feels from people, especially 80s film lovers. Delora, give me your grade for Cobra Kai. All right, Ashley, my grade for Cobra Kai seasons one and two. Mm -hmm. It's a B minus for me. Okay. Um, definitely nostalgia galore. But I felt like it was a bit redundant. Mm, okay and um you know yeah I'll, I'll explain more after our spoil spoiler alert <laughs> okay all right b minus well we're getting back in the same ballpark because my grade is a b plus for the first two seasons of cobra kai when i tell you guys i discovered this show on a saturday morning and i binged it so hard it was such an enjoyable experience the first time around i could not believe i had never heard of it could not believe that i had missed out on this experience wanted to live it again and i did for this recap so um <laughs> b plus is my grade spoiler alert we're about to start getting into the good of the show um the way that this recap is going to go we're really going to talk about the start of the season guys what's happening by mid-season then end the season and then we're going to give you know our general thoughts and analysis and all that fun stuff so delora let's get into mm. season one to start so as we dive into back into the world of the karate kid mm -hmm. the show centers around johnny lawrence and Danny LaRusso and their respective lives when we pick back up 34 years after the events of the first film. Their families, children, their, their students that they're going to have when they are, you know, teaching karate, all of that. So mm -hmm. they incorporate a lot of flashes of the first film into the episodes, which I really appreciate it because it's like yes. you don't necessarily have had to have seen the films for this show to still make sense to you. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was valuable in terms of how they kind of narrated the story. So Johnny is stuck in time. It seems like when we meet him again, he's driving the same car. Mm -hmm. He somehow knows nothing about technology. Nothing. And it doesn't seem like he's doing well by, I mean, even his standards, right? It seems like he's mm -hmm. kind of low-key alcoholic. We see him get fired from home repair job he had. He gets arrested uh, after getting into a fight with some minors. Granted, it was to protect Miguel. Mm -hmm. um, he's also Sweet a boy. dick. 
yeah, he's also a deadbeat dad. Let's be he honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Danny, Daniel LaRusso, he's a family man. He has, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wife, two kids. He has a successful car dealership business. He makes breakfast for his family every morning. That house is luscious. I mean, Girl. it just seems like he's really, Daniel just seems like he's really living his best life. Mm-hmm. So they end up crossing paths again because it seems they had no dealings with each other throughout these 34 years. They cross paths again because, unfortunately, Johnny's car gets crashed into by Danny's daughter's friends mm-hmm. who are out driving and it forces Johnny to go into one of Danny's dealerships to get his car. That's where his car was towed to. Mm-hmm. And I have to say really quick, go ahead. Um, for Danny, I was really surprised. At first, I thought it was just one dealership. I'm like, oh no, they're, they're dealerships across the city. Yes. He has multiple locations on multiple. multiple. Him and his wife doing it big. Doing it um, real big. So Johnny is ends up forming a bond with his neighbor Miguel, who I mentioned just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And that relationship is ultimately what inspires him to reopen the Cobra Kai Dojo. Um, their philosophy, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. If y'all mm-hmm. can recall, um, he was a part of that when he was a teenager in the films. So Miguel is being bullied at school, and so Johnny really takes him on as his first student. It's also kind of despite Danny, uh, let's be honest, but again, he wants to help. He's Mm -hmm. looking for some purpose in his life. His tactics. He had a windfall, so he was making advantage of it. He, he yes from his um his stepfather daddy yeah mm-hmm. his tactics with miguel were a bit scary though like when he threw miguel in the pool with his arms tied and told, told him just to kick yeah that was a little bit scary and he was like oh i should have asked do you know how, how to, to swim, swim sir because <laughs> you know i can't swim so i'm like oh my god i'm terrified mm-hmm. um his mom miguel's mother ends up putting an end to miguel's training for just a minute because miguel gets beaten up pretty badly at a halloween party yes um and, and she blames johnny these, for these that kids kicking his butt are sam's friends yeah sam we're gonna- being Larusso's daughter that was my next point is that they kind of set it up as miguel's click and friends versus Sam's click and friends. So Miguel is new to town. So when he gets to school, he kind of befriends two guys named Demetri and Eli. They're kind of mm-hmm. nerds. They're not well-known. They're kind not popular. I say of. kind of because they're probably going to rule the world someday. But for the sake of the show, <laughs> they're considered to be nerds. Sam's mm-hmm. friends, who is Danny's daughter, as the Lord just mentioned, she is friends with, as I put it, the cool but cruel kids. Mm-hmm. Especially her little boyfriend for a minute, Kyler, who is, Gross. as the Lord was mentioning too, the biggest bully, the one who really seems to be going after Miguel. To be mm-hmm. honest, it's a start. It's really he is the Johnny of this era because Absolutely. that's the way Johnny was. Yep. Uh, in the in the films. So one last note I have for the, the start of the season is Robbie, who is Johnny's son. So we meet Robbie. It doesn't seem like he's on a very good path. He gets busted with Molly at school. He drops out. He was, he's a thief. He has these couple of guys that he's running around with. And he has no respect, respect for um, e- uh, either of his parents, his dad his or mom, his mom. I mean, his mom is absentee. I mean, you see his mm-hmm. mom leaving him at, the, at a whim with whoever this next man she's met. So 
I mean, he doesn't really have guidance. He doesn't really have structure. Mm -hmm. So that's really kind of how we get into the season for kind of those first four episodes, Delora. What were Mm -hmm. your first initial impressions of Johnny's situation, of Danny's situation, and of the kids that we're being introduced to? So with Johnny, I felt like he was a stunted adult. Obviously, that kick in the face really impacted, uh, you know, (laughs) was a ripple effect um, on his life. Mm -hmm. Um, And when when it came to Danny, I was really happy for him. And, you know, honestly, I wasn't surprised. I was... You know, I f- almost felt some pride, you know, mm-hmm. in in how he was able to take the methods from Mr. Miyagi yes. real life to be a real winner in real mm-hmm. life. You know? mm-hmm. And then as far as the kids, um, with first impressions, especially Miguel was so sweet and mm-hmm. Robbie was such a bad boy. And <laughs> um, I mean greasy hair and dark and everything like that and and i bring i'll bring that up later because i i had something that i noticed um about the show and then with sam she seems like a nice girl who is cute enough to be popular but she still has her you know dipping her toe in the uh, geek pool so to speak because her because of her friendship with aisha and Mm -hmm. Even her interactions with Miguel, who clearly is crushing on her, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I um... I mean, you can tell Sam is, is transitioning, right? She's 16. She probably mm-hmm. was friends with Aisha since maybe like elementary school or whatever. And now you're getting to that age in high school. And you're like, mm, but I'm, I'm getting cute. I'm getting my wait, wait. body. I'm getting my womanhood. <laughs> the, you know, high school is such a jungle, right? Or, um, yes. you know darwinism comes into play right it's <laughs> like eat or be eaten okay like, yeah I will high school evolve. is a jungle baby <laughs> high school is a jungle um but i agree especially i found johnny's path to be so comical though the way they portrayed it that i couldn't feel all that bad for johnny because it was like but you're still this is still hilarious though and i you think intentionally so? yes yeah, like there was just some scenes where i was just laughing out loud like y'all have got to be kidding with this especially again with his lack of knowledge about technology like mm-hmm. he was cracking me up I really didn't enjoy it I because I, I was like okay they are beating him being a loser like yeah. a dead horse right now like okay we get it he's a loser like <laughs> that's how I felt I also couldn't tell at first if we were just because the first episode is really just Johnny's perspective so I was like is this whole show gonna be Johnny's perspective you know mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell at first because in that case I feel like this show is basically just a redemption story for Johnny and I don't know if I was really here for that Yes, um, based yes. on the films so mm-hmm. that's just my that was just my two cents um about that first half too let's get into kind of where we're at midway through the season so by episode five or six or so johnny has gotten another student in aisha who we spoke about earlier with sam's old friend because she's also being bullied mm-hmm. unfortunately by, by sam's, sam's friends yeah oh. Yeah, it was not, it was not uh, very kind the way that, in my opinion, Sam set back. There were moments, in my opinion, where Sam's cowardice 
Yep. The same way I felt about other characters, aka back to all the way to normal people. When you see somebody get bullied <laughs> and you say nothing, you're yep. a coward, in my opinion. Especially uh, if that's somebody that you're supposed to care about. I think that's about. a lesson that our country is learning right now, mm. too. <laughs> mm. Mm. I digress. Um, at first, at first, Johnny was saying, "Oh, girls aren't allowed." I made note of the fact that he made some racist and sexist comments at points in time in this show. I believe Absolutely. when he first met Miguel, he said, "Ugh, another illegal," and I was like excuse me yep i speak english we're in Uh, america yes he had Um, his moments yeah that's another reason why i didn't enjoy him being a loser because i felt like with him being so ill-informed i mean he (laughs) he is the remnant of that macho 80s man Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we just got rid of one well, I can say in that LA Times article I referenced at the beginning of this, they did say that he was like a Republican. So, Ooh, I, yeah. I wasn't trying to go there, but he was giving me QAnon vibes. I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, this, we are referencing an article, guys. This is legit <laughs> came from the LA Times article, not from Delora and Ashley. Not I. that article. Not I. <laughs> That's all we're saying. Miguel is able to take his Cobra Kai lessons, Delora, and defend himself in school against Kyler and yes. his crew, which creates a demand for the dojo because he kicked, he kicked Kyler's ass. It Let's was be, very impressive. That's Let's the thing honest. that I really enjoyed about the series, their, their fight sequences. So Danny, behind the scenes, though, tries to get the dojo shut down by getting the rent hiked in the strip mall. It's housed in. It seems like you know, we meet Danny, it seems like he's in a good place, but once we start focusing more on Danny, we see he's struggling a little bit, and he's struggling without the guidance of Mr. Miyagi, may he rest mm-hmm. in peace, who, according mm-hmm. to the show, passed away in 2011. But um, in real life, it was... It was 2005. Yes. Yep. Um, he decide, He inevitably decides to get back into karate as well. You know, I think he was still slightly traumatized by Cobra Kai and things Girl, that happened. slightly. I mean, I say You slightly. saw those wounds open right <laughs> up as soon as he saw Cobra Kai. You yeah. can see the trauma flash before his eyes, okay? <laughs> I say slightly because obviously he's been able to move on a little bit better than Danny. But yes, yes as soon as that old, those old thoughts and feelings start coming back to the surface, they do take over Danny a bit, right? So... At this point, too, midway through, Sam realizes her new crew are not great, as we as an audience have already realized. She gets end up, ends up getting outcast and bullied by them. Her two mm-hmm. girlfriends she had, Moon and Yasmin, stopped speaking to her because Kyler lies about sexual escapades supposedly at a movie theater date that they went on. So, gross. Johnny's son, Robbie, ends up going to work for the LaRusso dealership to spite his father because he... Again, Johnny is supposedly a deadbeat, but he also ends up seeing that Johnny's taking Miguel under his wing. And it's like, uh, really, dad? Like, you gonna take on this whole other child and you were never here yes, for me? Yes, yes. That's how you feel? So he's doing it because he knows that Johnny and Danny are rivals. But in the process, he get, he grows close to Danny, right? We see him become Danny's karate student by, by the end, towards the end of the season. So, Delora, any additional thoughts by you know midway through the season how you're feeling about things um at this point i'm i'm just seeing how things are unfolding right mm-hmm. um at this point i am rooting for danny um but i've i started feeling disappointed in his actions like when he had the whole dinner with the landlord 
I was like, what is he doing? Is he really trying to, I thought it would have been fun for him to own the building, but for mm-hmm. him to essentially want, you know, want to hike up the prices and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's actually quite worse. Because <laughs> well, it just felt like in the moment, you don't even know Johnny anymore. You're going off of history. And granted, after yes. rewatching the first three films, yes, that history was not even remotely kind to Daniel. He was essentially bullied mm-hmm. all three films. But you don't, you have not spoken to this man and had a real relationship with him in 34 years. So you're going out of your way. Yeah. Just immediately decide like, Hey, he's still the same. Cobra Kai still the same. And then Mm -hmm. remember there was the scene where he listens to Kyler as far as, uh, supposedly Johnny being in the wrong for beating him and his little crew up and goes to the dojo. I'm like, Danny, you need to understand the facts, right? You need to understand the truth before you just fall off and believe what somebody's I'm telling you sure he didn't expect his daughters to hang out with such um awful kids <laughs> yeah but he was once that's what's funny about when you get grown you forget that at one time you were in high school as well he yes. didn't trust Tyler necessarily with his daughter but you believe the words that are coming out of his mouth about johnny supposedly mm-hmm. beating him up for no reason yeah mm. yeah um so and the other thing I was really uncomfortable hearing Johnny's side of the story. I was very uncomfortable. Rewriting history. He was rewriting. That is the catalyst for me rewatching the first film. It was like a domino effect. Because I was like, I don't remember what happened. So Johnny's spinning this tale. Again, it felt like for a minute, y'all trying to redeem Johnny's character. Mm -hmm. I need to see what really happened. I agree with you. It was. Because it was like, you're rewriting history. You were the bully, Johnny. Flat out. And, you know, it's just very complex emotions because you want Johnny to get on his feet because nobody wants anyone to fail. Any good person doesn't want anyone to fail as you know, cause he's fallen quite a bit. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, to, sh- to give you some um, perspective, when he first meets Miguel, he's like, Oh, I've li- lived here for 10 years and uh, everything's awful. So he's been in the slump for some time. Right. Yeah. Um, but I found Miguel so endearing but with these lessons from Cobra Kai, I'm just like, wait, you're you're like uh, poisoning him a bit, just a little he, bit. But then I'm so proud of his progress and mm-hmm. his self confidence and being able to. It was it's just a very complex feelings and emotions. It was a mental fuck a little bit, wasn't it? Girl, yes, that part. Yeah, that yeah. part. And I think that was one of the points of the story is the layers of complication in human character is that, Mm -hmm. listen, you see someone who you think is bad, but there are layers to the reasons behind that, as we will see later with some of these characters too. Yes. And while granted, I think I understand where they're coming from. It does as an audience leave you confused because we are so often used to a clear cut. This is the hero. This is the villain. Mm -hmm. And this has to be one of the most convoluted stories I've seen in a very long time. Like I'm used to getting the bad guy story, but still mm -hmm. knowing where I stood. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I agree with you. And I think that's very valid. And the switch in Miguel I want to talk about as we get to the end of this Mm -hmm. season because it's going to be glaring Mm -hmm. um so by season one's end we realized that Johnny and Danny's rivalry was due to karate but it also harkens back to the that Allie their high school girlfriend but they both dated was really the central theme as well that 
cause cause them to Isn't fall out. Isn't it always Ashley? It's always about a girl. Helen oh of Troy. I mean, the one they both loved and lost. And mm-hmm. and I really said at this point, seeing Johnny's perspective really tries to humanize him. You know what I mean? As I mentioned about redemption, he had a shitty stepfather. We see his home life growing up was terrible. He was essentially bullied by his own, you know, stepfather, his mm-hmm. own father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the moment between him and Danny, that bonding moment over the fact that they both lost their fathers, their mm. senseis were both kind of their surrogate fathers. Mm-hmm. And then over Allie, right? Because again, Johnny knows nothing about technology. So we see Danny showing him about Facebook and that's mm-hmm. how he knows about where Allie's at now. And Johnny and him are bonding over not liking her husband, you know, all Who that. Who is very good looking, by the way. Yeah, you know, they were haters. They were haters. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny to me. It was very cute. But, um, <laughs> You know, in the first film, that's another reason why I wanted to watch the first film. You see that Allie and Johnny were already broken up when Danny moves to town, right? So again, this yes. rewriting of history. Yep. John, Danny never stole Allie from you. She was pressed. She wanted Danny, okay? Let's be clear. Yeah. If y'all have not rewatched, Allie was trying it. Um, but to be fair, I mean, they were such two different types of guys. And, you know, Johnny being the type of guy he was, yes. he's like, you, you want to pick this? scrawny kid over me and but it was he was all and because it was an 80s film the nostalgia factor all of that but he was also he was inappropriate like he came to the beach yes. in the beginning of the movie he comes he destroys her boom box he does he's yep. you know there's a physical a little bit of a physical confrontation between a man and a yep. woman that i just in 2021 we do not stand for and it's evident in his conversation to uh-huh. to, to this day um girl. yeah girl. yeah let me let me get back on track real quick. So a couple more notes about the end of this by the end of the season. Sam has dated and broken up with Lil Miguel. There's a love triangle now that includes Robbie. Cause Sam, I wrote in my notes, Sam and Miguel were very Romeo and Juliet, Monster Hughes versus Captain. Absolutely. Right? Star crossed lovers. I have that have in my the notes. Rival, yeah, we have the rival dojos. You know, Sam can't really tell Daniel who she's dating. Because Danny's not having anybody no. from Cobra Kai in his house. Even Johnny's telling her, like, be careful. telling Miguel, don't trust the LaRussos. You know, be careful of the LaRussos. So it was mm-hmm. very much, you know, a, a rivalry that kind of kept them apart that ultimately, though, unfortunately split them up at the time. Um, Cobra Kai overcame a lifetime ban, Delora. Danny was fighting to uphold it where they were no longer going to be able to compete in the All-Valley Tournament, which mm-hmm. we see, again, was the end of the 84 uh, film Movie. that mm-hmm. Daniel wins. So mm-hmm. ultimately, Miguel defeats Robbie. It's the 50th anniversary, by the way, of the All-Valley Tournament. Miguel really pissed me off because he took advantage of an injury that yeah. Robbie had after Hawk took a cheap shot and yeah. dislocated Robbie's shoulder. So when we talk about Miguel's character, we see a change in him that at this point disturbs me. Because again, yep. now he's Johnny. Now he's Johnny from the first film where you could say it is not the person, it is the guidance. It's the it's the doctrine. Yeah. The no it's, mercy. Yes. yes. You know, yes. strike first. All poisonous. Poisonous. Very, <laughs> very. And we see Johnny grappling with that at the All-Valley Tournament, right? Because not only is this you know, him deciding like, mm, this doesn't seem right, but this is also his son. Miguel is yep. whooping up on his son. So you have to, you have to take a moment and pause and Johnny does. Um, and so Danny, go ahead. I felt conflicted that he didn't like, okay. I understood Stop why it. he didn't tell 
Miguel and Hawk that Robbie was his son. Mm -hmm. I do understand that, but I felt like their little brains wouldn't be able to comprehend that it's like, you know, don't do it because he's my son. Don't do it because this isn't how we do it. It's wrong. There's no honor in this. I think Johnny still needed to see it happen with his own students to still grapple with the full issues that happen with Kreese's teachings. I mean, I think he had reached a point where obviously he knew things were bad when they were mm-hmm. students because you see Kreese mm-hmm. choking him out and all that had happened. You know, that was pretty How awful. he threw his, his Broke trophy. His trophy. Yeah, oh, I mean, he, uh, was, he was pretty yes. wild. But yep. I think, again, it took him seeing how it impacted his own students for him to say, yeah, no, this isn't right. By the end of the season as well, Danny officially decides to reopen Miyagi-Do Karate in Mr. Miyagi's old place. And he has Robbie back as his um, student teaching him there. He did kick him out momentarily before All Valley because he realized that, you know, Johnny was his dad. He never Mm -hmm. told him. He thought it was, you know, the long game of like, oh, you're trying to use me to upset Mm -hmm. your father, yada, yada, yada. By end of the season, it seems like Sam wants to get back into karate as well because um, Danny had been teaching her when she was young, mm-hmm. but since she was growing up again, becoming a teenager, it wasn't cool to be doing karate no more. Nope. Um, and also at the very end, the last scene, John Kreese, founder of the Cobra Kai Dojo, Johnny's former sensei, surrogate father, who was believed to be dead, is back, Delora. And that is how we wrap up season one of Cobra Kai. Give me any final thoughts you have about this first season. So first season, again, um, the evolution of Miguel. I mean, obviously that actor is super talented, but it was heartbreaking to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really love the progression of Robbie and so one of the things that I I do enjoy about um this show is they really do a great job of uh remembering things that happened in the past and I say that to say when we first meet Robbie he's all greasy and dark by the time he's working with Danny like his hair is all fluffy and light and it's just Mm -hmm. like he's just a different person and and um even with Aisha she was heavier set when we first met her in like the first or second episode. And then by the end, she had lost a lot of weight. And, you know, I, karate works I, out, workouts will do for you. I was just really impressed with the continuity of it all. But can I tell you, I got goosebumps when Robbie did the two legged kick mm-hmm. in the championship. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was so funny because I was watching it with my husband and we were going back and forth like, who's going to win this? Are, are we, does Johnny need this win or does Robbie need this win? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yes. Because even though, again, with Miguel, I, I, I feel like I love him. I think I do. Um, uh, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about him because it was between him and Hawk, right? And then Hawk just went off the deep end. Yes, he does. And I'm just like, two. yeah, no, I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah. So anyway, even if Miguel had won it to me, in my mind, it would have been a, a win for Johnny and you, because at this point, this is something, um, you know, decades in the making, right? right. <laughs> so. And I mean, uh, unfortunately, even though Johnny won, he lost, right? Because again, yes. this is his son and we see yes. that he's conflicted over 
the fact that, yes, I'm happy for my students, but I've taught them the wrong way. This isn't the right way. And yes. so that kind of gets leads us on into season two, Delora, which is, again, Crease is back. But Johnny is not even remotely happy to see this man, uh, especially because, again, if you've seen the end of the first movie, beginning of second movie, Crease, after Johnny loses to Daniel, chokes him out, mm -hmm. destroys his second place trophy. It's ugly. He was a bad influence. He treated him badly. So when Johnny sees him again, they physically get into a fight. But Kreese once back into Cobra Kai and weasels, as I have written down, his Girl. way back in with a yep. bullshit apology, speaking to a desire for redemption and you showing know this Johnny man that ain't he's made it that claw. No, he, he's showing that he's fixed that trophy that we spoke about him breaking. And um, it was just Johnny a series. for that okie doke. But no one, was, if you think about his relationship with his stepfather, no one has a, had ever apologized to him. No man in his life probably had ever apologized to him. Your parents are your foundation. He had not known his father. His stepfather treated him like shit. His sensei yep. treated him like shit. But yep. he still is desiring their love and their approval. So absolutely, yes. as a weak spot in Johnny, and while he tries to fight it, he is trying to find forgiveness and trying to move forward himself. So he doesn't want to hold on, in my opinion, to that grudge. And he wants to see that you can change because he wants to change, right? So I think he sees a mirror in that a little bit with Crease. So as we move forward in, in the start of the season as well, there's a difference in the dojo approaches and strategies between Cobra Kai and between Miyagi-Do that is apparent, right? Karate from Miyagi-Do is for defense only. That is the rule. You see yep. Danny teaching balance, right? You see uh, Robbie mm -hmm. and Sam in the water on that board I trying to that. work together mm -hmm. to, you know, perfect their strategy when it would come to defending themselves in a fight versus Cobra Kai, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. You see mm -hmm. Johnny putting his students in a damn cement truck Girl. and telling them, keep moving before you get stuck. I was like, WTF, Johnny, how is this legal? It's not legal. Can't be legal. <laughs> That's why he didn't want them to tell their parents after exactly. all was said and done. He said, we're not going to tell our parents about Even this. Even Crease was like, you sure about this? Yeah, because what chemicals are in this <laughs> random cement truck that you've borrowed from somebody, Johnny? But, but you do see him attempting to change his ways, right? You see him immediately scold both Hawk and uh, Miguel for what happened at the All Valley. Yes. So you do see him try to change that strategy. You yes. also see at the start of season two that tangled web of family friendships and alliances continues to blur between yes. the dojos because Sam's trying to rekindle her friendship with Alicia. You mm -hmm. got Robbie studying with Danny. Like it's just such a blur between these two worlds. Absolutely. Sam ends up blocking Miguel on social media as well as from her life. But again, because she wants to reconnect with Aisha, you still see that potential window there or Miguel but to Ashley, his way back in. him because he attacks her, unfortunately. And I was like, dude, that I was really disappointed in that moment. Um, he was jealous. He was drunk. Yes. But again, that strike, that strike first, it'll get you in trouble. It'll get you blocked. So what Dolores is speaking to is the reason why Sam and Evelyn broke up with him was because when they went to a beach party, her mother had had her phone, so she wasn't able to communicate with Miguel. He drank too much. And then he ended up getting into it with her and Robbie when they showed up. He's like, what are you doing with this guy? You couldn't answer my calls or whatever. Ends up, you know, accidentally physically harming her. 
So it was definitely unfortunate. Again, spoke to a deterioration of Miguel's character at this point mm -hmm. in time. I hate to say it like that, but it was. Yeah. Um, but you know, she reconnects with Aisha. So because Aisha is a Cobra Kai, that window seems like it may still be open for Miguel to potentially come back through. But she's also getting closer to Robbie because Robbie is a fellow student at Miyagi no Karate. And, and let's he's be cute. honest. And he's young. You. Let's be honest. He's, he's a young little snack. The teenagers, they're all in the same. They're all in the same grade. They're all in the yep. same school. Um, side note, I thought it was interesting, and I know they speak of it in the movie, that they, they mentioned that both Mr. Miyagi and John Kreese served in the military. You know, mm -hmm. so I feel like there's all these similarities that are weaved into. I mean, Mr. Miyagi even had the Medal of Honor. Um, so that similarity in structure and training, and yet they have different approaches. I yep. feel like they really continue to hit on throughout the series. I feel like Chris didn't get enough hugs as a child. He didn't get enough of a lot of things. And uh, <laughs> we're going to look at that in season three, because we're going to get way more of Chris in season three. Mm -hmm. But by midway in season two, Delora Robbie is now living with the LaRussos. Because both Danny and Sam realized he was living on his own. It was not a good situation. Danny was going to go talk to Johnny about it at first. But then he found him with, bum, 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 John Kreese. Mm -hmm. Figure, oh, you have not changed at all. You still on your same shit. So in his mind, your son's better off with me. With I'm going to be that baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by midseason, Cobra Kai is thriving. And the rivalry with Miyagi-Do has heated up. Johnny has bought this expensive ad that he's offering free lessons. Cobra Kai, though, shows them up in a performance at the Valley Fest. They come mm -hmm. in hot. It was going to be Miyagi-Do's efforts to recruit, but they mm -hmm. really put on a performance. They sure did. Rock music they and pyrotechnics. Girl, <laughs> Sam has made an enemy, though, in Cobra Kai recruit Tori. Mm -hmm. Sam accuses Tori of stealing her mom's wallet at the beach club because Tori is visiting with Aisha, again, both Cobra Kais, but Tori stole a bottle of vodka. So Sam's like, oh, this girl ain't no good. Of course, when her mother says her wallet is missing, that's who she assumes stole it. It's incorrect, actually. It was Robbie's old friends, yeah. but it caused a little bit of a, a rift. Sam ended up down on the table with food all in her, all over her. And um, Tori, meanwhile, has her eye and her lips on young Miguel. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that if you really think about it, though, Miguel is that dude at the <laughs> dojo. Because at first I was like, okay, Tori's coming in hot on Miguel. But well, Hawk wants to be that dude. But yes, you are so correct. Bad. Miguel definitely is the number one student. I mean, he is the sensei's favorite. That is apparent. Yep. So um, Dimitri, who, as I spoke about in episode, in Emmy in season one, rather, is the friend of Eli, aka Hawk now, because he's Hawk, and Miguel at school, but he has never really found his way. He ends up mm -hmm. joining Miyagi-Do. This is Cobra Kai in a Yelp review, which causes a mall fight, Delora. Yep led by his ex-BFF by now, Eli, a.k.a. Yeah. Hulk, further escalating tensions between the dojos. So Miyagi-Do wins this fight in the mall, but Hawk and some others come to the dojo, come to the Miyagi-Do dojo, destroy it, and steal Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor, and spray paint it on one of his classic cars. I think that pissed me off more than anything. Yeah, but can we talk about the uh, five to yes, two? I know, I know you love two. the fights. Tell me how you felt about that mall fight. Oh, it was 
It was wonderful. And the fact that um, they were able to incorporate the balance lesson with um, Sam Mm -hmm. and Robbie having each other's back and having balance. And, And to me, uh, first of all, that mall looked extremely 80s. Like they were <laughs> laying it on thick, okay? Um, but the fact that um, you had five Cobras to the two, mm-hmm. to me, made Cobra Kai look bad. And I think that was the point because even back, you know, Johnny was, not Johnny, Danny was Mr. Miyagi's only student and Danny yes. continued to come out on top. His point was yes. it can only be two of y'all, but as long as you know what you're doing and y'all have each other's backs, you're going to come out victorious. Exactly. And they sure did. Yes. But unfortunately, the Cobra Kai's are a little crazy. So they took things to kind of, well, at least Hawk was at this point. Because Kreese had gotten his hooks into Hawk. Yes. took his strategy to another level in, his, in this first student. Because he rejected, and so did Miguel, that um, what they did at the competition wasn't um he rejected what johnny had to tell them about how they performed at the competition because they just thought oh well he didn't want us to do that to his son and it's Mm -hmm. like no you're missing the entire point like there's no honor in fighting dirty like that i think the problem with hawk too is that while miguel gets a one-on-one conversation with johnny thereafter about you know robbie and that situation Mm -hmm. um you know hawk doesn't ever really get that one-on-one time with johnny to have a better understanding of him and then also hawk is coming from a much more damaged place in terms of why he wants to flip the script on who he is right we see him getting extremely bullied because he was Mm -hmm. born with a cleft lip it's a rejection like yeah and had to have surgery represents everything that he hated about himself Mm mm-hmm Yep. And it was, it was like, he went from one extreme, unfortunately, to the other. And, and that tattoo is the most horrendous thing <laughs> I've seen in my entire life. I was like, of course, a teenage boy thinks this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just trying to figure it out. He's just trying to come into his own, bless his heart, misguided as he is. Um, by the, by the uh, mid-season point as well, some of the Cobra Kai students end up deciding to jump ship over to Miyagi-Do because mm-hmm. of that destruction of the dojo and that was coming just, that in. That was so gross, by the way. What the landscaping, by the way, at the Miyagi-Do dojo was impeccable. So I was Girl. very sad. Yes. I was very sad. Yes. Um, and, you know, again, it was Mr. Miyagi's old place. So for the sentimental value, all that, taking the Medal of Honor, all of that was just stab, stab. To Johnny's Gross. credit, he knew nothing about this. So when yes. Danny comes in hot, you're like, but wait, again, think about this. Take a minute before you come in going off because you don't know what anyone knows about the well, situation. The other thing, too, with Johnny is, you know, you're the leader, you take the fall that is for everything. True. And so even if you don't know, you need to know, get to know, okay, and do something about it. That is true. And we do see him thereafter talk to his students. So who did this? He's trying to get it out of them to figure out who was the one culpable. So he does. But to your point, you are correct that like it, even in an organization, whoever's at the top of the organization, you take the fall for anything that anyone else does because you're the leader. So well said. Um, we also learn at the end of, or by mid-season, that Daniel was once a Cobra Kai um, because when the Cobra yes. Kai's try to come over, there's tension with Sam and Robbie, like, oh, once a Cobra Kai, always a Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Daniel was a Cobra Kai in the third film briefly. 
It was a manipulation. Mm. It was insanity. But <laughs> to his point, the point is Danny and that film was also led astray by the tactics of Cobra Kai. So he mm. has firsthand knowledge of, yes, you can be a good kid, have good intentions and be manipulated into a bad philosophy. Mm-hmm. So Delora, we're getting to the end of season two. Johnny mm-hmm. realizes, unfortunately, later than we do, that Kreese has gotten his hooks and no mercy philosophy into the Cobra Kai students. Even an initially doubtful Miguel, because we see Miguel pushing back with Kreese about this philosophy. Johnny tells him there's a difference between no mercy and no honor. He kicks Kreese out. He says, I never want to see you again. How did you feel in this moment Given again that just seemed like Johnny wanted Crease to be redeemed, did you feel that he should have given Crease a little bit more time? If you were Johnny, or you're like, no, get out of here, you should leave my students astray. To be honest, I felt like he gave Crease too much responsibility for somebody mm. who is supposed to be changing, you know, turning the page. I felt like he left his students in Crease's hands way too often without real supervision. And granted, Agreed. we all know that Crease is, you know, again, manipulative and sneaky or whatnot. I, I, I just, I was relieved, but unfortunately I felt like it was a little too late. Mm-hmm. And I felt so poison that- poison had already started seeping in. I felt that you may think you're kicking him out, but he ain't gone. And as we see, he's not going to be. Danny's singular focus on karate in the dojo jeopardizes his business Mm. and temporarily his marriage. His marriage. His wife was not here for it. He ends up losing employees to his top competitor, uh, Cole, in the area. His wife is like, listen, you're on thin ice, baby. Our marriage is not what it was. You're popping up here and there as you see fit. You we know, gotta talk. We got. Some I problems. actually had to think about it too because, um, as a viewer, having watched the the previous films, you know what karate meant to Danny, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized, as a wife, like it, at this time, who did not know him thirty years ago in high school, <laughs> exactly, she's just thinking like, "Oh, well, he's he's you know taking up something, a hobby that he used to do in high school." Like for example. I um I got a, a clarinet um, now in the house and I was really big into performing arts when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of like, oh, you're supposed to be doing a little bit this here and there, you know, as a side gig. And then it's like, oh no, when did we start um, reappropriating cash for our business for this passion project sir because that promotion he took like a big chunk out of their i think she said third marketing quarter marketing budget like yes. oh yeah he took it far but i think it was also neglectful like i said he reached a point where he was so focused on it that he was neglecting the other aspects of his because life because he was driven by his revenge he was like, and I, I think he was also, because he ends up saying, like, I felt closer to Mr. Miyagi, like, getting back into this. Because especially when I look back at the, the films, like, he called Mr. Miyagi his best friend. They were mm-hmm. there for each other at pivotal Absolutely. moments in their lives. Like, he, it was a significant relationship. So it mm-hmm. is easy to be like, oh, it's just karate. But you're right. It meant so much to Danny, Mr. Miyagi did. But that he didn't articulate any of that. All he did not. All she saw was... I know my husband in karate. Okay. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. old guy's coming up. Oh, <laughs> this old guy's bringing back this old dojo. Okay. 
wait, and you're opening up a dojo yourself. Wait, you're taking money out of our business. Wait, I don't see you in the morning anymore. Like what is going on here? And granted, <laughs> there were many a childish moment that made it seem like it was petty, right? Yes. Uh, Johnny painting a dick on Girl. Danny's billboard, Johnny showing up at the house. They about to get into a whole royal rumble out in the yes. front of the house. Like yes. there were many moments. Like, let's have breakfast because we're men. We are and adults. Let's, let's not <laughs> like, get blood on my on my sidewalk. Like I don't know what y'all thought this was. This is my house. But yeah, I mean, granted, given what his wife said to him, John, not Johnny. I keep mixing up their names. Danny does take it to heart. And so he starts romancing his wife a little bit. One of my favorite scenes in season two is when you see the unexpected double date because Johnny takes his surrogate daddy level, his surrogate daddy role with Miguel to another level. And he starts dating Miguel's mama. I mean, his mama is super cute. So Carmen. Yes, yeah, so Carmen. they end up going out to a little Mexican restaurant. Uh, they have a little side-by-side salsa dancing. They, you know, it's but my in, favorite in scenes scene, though, are when they I, are together. Speaking of the wife again, I, I do feel like, again, she didn't understand the magnitude of the mm-hmm. rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. So for her, she's just like, oh, this is some little high school grudge. Let's sit next to these people. You know what I mean? Instead of understanding like, oh, no. Oh no, the, the, the this history is deep. <laughs> to her credit, though, and to Carmen's when they yes. wanted to bring the tables together, it, and now that they are adults, in these moments, you do cl- catch glimpses of y'all do have way more in common than y'all realize. I do yes. think y'all would be friends. True. You know, it's unfortunate. So I was throughout these first two seasons hoping, like, I do hope that y'all can reach a point where y'all can be cool. I do mm-hmm. hope that y'all figure out a way to overcome your historical differences because I think y'all will be cool friends. So let's get to this climactic season two finale. Mm-hmm. The tangled relationships between Miguel and Tori, cause they're dating and Sam and Robbie, cause they're dating reach a boiling point that ended in a full out brawl on the first day of school between Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai started by Tori after she yep. saw Miguel and Sam kiss at a party. At a part Moon's party. It ends in Robbie kicking Miguel off a balcony, leading to a devastating fall and injury for Miguel. I couldn't even watch it again. I covered my eyes and turned yes. down the volume on my television. It was a back-breaking, horrific fall. Uh, again, it's just... <sighs> It's so much at this point. Okay, Ashley. Um, first of all, where were the teachers? Okay. You, you see some of them. One wait, of the wait. teachers is like, y'all don't pay me enough for this. At that <laughs> point, they had been going at it for a good five minutes. Okay. Way too long. Way too Way long. Way too long without any teachers in sight. Um, and then second of all, you know, this we also had the big fight finally between Danny and Johnny before this too Ashley with uh we did at the apartment because Sam comes drunk from Mm -hmm. the party at Moon's house um I didn't really mention it because it was just one of those things that I felt like yes y'all may have this little physical slight altercation but it's building up to no no no, for sure it shows again that things are getting more volatile things have been getting more volatile but the tension between the kids is what reached a dangerous and ultimately, unfortunately, 
horrific conclusion yes. with Miguel. So Robbie runs. You see Robbie mm-hmm. run. Because mm-hmm. again, you don't, we don't know if Miguel is dead. We don't. And I, again, so many emotions. Okay, so Ashley, now that we're at the end of season two, part of the reason why I didn't give it a higher grade um, was because I really got tired of this Hatfield and McCoy's narrative, right? Like, it was constantly tit for tat with, um, oh, well, he did this and he did that. And, And as a viewer, I don't even know who to root for. Like, you know, I, my my question to you is, who would you want Sam to be with? Because you know what I mean. Like when you look at the dynamic between Miguel and and Robbie. In okay, and I'll I'll frame it this way: in that fight, you finally see Miguel looking towards honor instead of fighting mm-hmm. dirty. He gives he gives mercy. He gives mercy, and with Robbie. He just takes it too far. And I feel like by him running, that bad boy from season one, you know, came creeping up because we have no Mm -hmm. idea where he is. And so, I mean, and then Sam out here ain't telling nobody the truth. Tori, Tori, I, I never really enjoyed Tori, though, because I felt like she was just so aggressive. And yes, I do understand her feeling scrappy because she's the quote unquote underdog. But again, she kind of fit a little bit too well into the Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai <laughs> doctrine of yeah. it all. But uh, but yeah, seriously, who would you rather Sam be with? And do you even like Sam? Because honestly, I feel Sam, I feel like Sam is problematic um, at, <laughs> so at me, multiple points in this uh, ser- series. Let me answer that in just a second after I hit a couple other points about the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So a couple of other things is Miguel's mother blames Johnny after this fight, ends things with him. Johnny seemingly is also blaming himself after mm-hmm. all is said and done. These were his yep. students. He feels responsible. Chris, unbeknownst to Johnny. This is the closest thing he's also had to a father-son relationship. Him for and sure, Miguel. because he was a deadbeat to Robbie. Chris mm-hmm. has taken over the lease at Cobra Kai. Uh, unbeknownst to Johnny, uh, behind his back, because, you know, them handshake deals ain't worth shit. And now the students loyalty because yeah, because after Miguel falls, the students are like, oh, you're not, you're not our sensei anymore. Johnny concedes. He's like, cool. I'm out. Daniel's wife, because again, her daughter was injured. You see Sam had a, you know, uh, was in the hospital getting stitches. She's like, yeah, we're done with this karate shit. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the last shot is a friend request from good old Allie Mm -hmm. on Facebook that teases the potential of Allie popping up in season three, which we'll get to next week when we get to our season three recap. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, Delora, who would I want to see Sam with between the two of them? I can honestly say that by the end of the season, I would have hoped that there was still a possibility for her and Miguel because Mm -hmm. I felt that Miguel was misguided. Now, I say that because it seems like Sam is not fully over him not that I did not also really like Robbie you know more so where it seemed like her heart was leading but but to your point Robbie has made such a great shift and transition in his dynamic with Danny 
that it hurt me that he was hurt by what she did. You know, Sam yes. kissing Miguel is like a stab in the back. And she had it a is. moment to be honest with him and she because he was honest with it. her about that Medal of Honor and the fact he wasn't yeah. honest with Miguel bringing it back. She could have been clear right then and there. So to your question about Sam being problematic, I, Johnny's listening to this. I know he's excited because he does not like Sam. So yeah. I think Sam was a very spoiled privileged perspective of a character yeah she was very princessy for yes. sure she was always a victim and yet she did always. not like victim mentality because that's what Puppy she did dog not like eyes about whenever she was confronted for doing wrong always mm -hmm. that's a good point yeah. but i didn't dislike her because in my opinion everybody in this show is flawed mm -hmm. i think that is one of the points of the show is to show there's no real hero. There's no real villain. Everybody has flaws. We're all but working as a viewer. Long. This is exhausting, especially <laughs> in this the times we're in. And now it's like Danny was the hero in the first three movies. Okay, mm -hmm. um, and, and to be fair, yes, it appears that Danny was punching down right in this season or in because this because he's series. now the wealthy person exactly and he doesn't know johnny's plight which again johnny didn't give him that courtesy in the film in the films either but i i one of my notes is like that's why the lord says revenge is his because revenge <laughs> begets revenge and then everybody gets messed up he's like you need to just offer it up to the lord because this is too much this is mm. too much mm. i i was devastated to see miguel fall off that stairwell even oh though my gosh. um you know i've been disappointed in him but mm -hmm. no one deserved that at all no absolutely not and um the way that i saw it from robbie's perspective was he it was built up anger because he was very upset yes. for one with sam not telling him the truth but also during the fight Robbie tries to break Tori and Sam up initially and you mm -hmm. see Gail come and knock him down and that's why they start fighting. Yep. So, so it's like a du double frustration. Did he take it way too far? Absolutely. But it's unfortunate. And it's like, are you not aware of your surroundings? Yeah, like, it was the first day of school. So yes. I don't know if maybe he didn't pay attention that there was a balcony True. right there, but it's no excuse because what happened again was horrific. And I could not even stand to watch that a second time. It's so excruciating. So excruciating. But season three we have a lot of loose ends hanging out there so That's when we get true. to season three next week we're gonna have plenty to discuss and talk about do you have any other thoughts about these first two seasons before we end our recap of cobra kai overall i i really enjoyed the like it like i mentioned before the fight scenes i i really appreciate the nostalgia of it all johnny I'm rooting for him, but his character is highly problematic with his macho 80s aesthetic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it, just, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it, you know, I, I, I look forward to discussing season three. Exciting. Well, guys, we will be back for season three next week. So please stay tuned. And on that note, Delora, let's move into our hidden gems. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. I have two hidden gems. The first is a song. 
Uh, if you're on TikTok, it's kind of slowly blowing up right now, but this song is called I Am featuring Flo Millie. It's a young baby Tate song, and I love it because, I mean, she's just speaking so positive. She's speaking positively about herself, and I'm very big on I Am statements, especially when they're all positive. It's like, I am brilliant. I am respected. I am protected. I'm like, yes, sis. Yes, we are walking into this new year, you know? Yes. And uh, my second hidden gem is the wonderful Sergio Hudson, his, his Instagram. This gentleman is the designer behind Michelle Obama's um, monochromatic, I don't, I don't know that phrase very well, um, plum noir whatever color you want to call it look from the inauguration again still not over it <laughs> uh it is truly everything and he is an african-american man from the south he's dressed uh kamala as well her evening look at the evening inauguration show he he designed that as well and he's worth celebrating america yes thank you ashley and um yeah, he's he's one to look out for. And he said that um, in a recent interview that he wants to dress someone for the Oscars. So I look forward to keeping my eye out on his designs. How about you, Ashley? How I was going to say that resume is strong. So I have no doubt he's going to accomplish that goal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What are your hidden gems this week? So, girl. It's, this is not exactly hidden because this is the 12th season, but it is absolutely a gem that I have fallen in love with. And that is RuPaul's Drag Race, honey. Girl, season yes. 12 was everything. You know I my just, favorite season was season 10. That's, that's my favorite Monet. I want to go back now and see all of the past seasons because <gasps> I never gave Watched this show a chance. No, oh. like I had started season 12 early quarantine with one mm -hmm. of my girlfriends and I never got back into it, but I've been having a stressful little while. So I was like, mm -hmm. I really need something that's just going to lighten me up, give me some, you know, don't have to think too deeply. And I was like, let me go back to RuPaul's Drag Race. So thoroughly entertained it by is this show. so good ashley i mean jada it is america essence hall do you hear me <laughs> jada essence hall was everything <laughs> but the show itself is so amazing because it's like america's next time model mixed with uh project runway mixed with the hilarity of these drag queens because they are i mean some of the funniest people on the planet their catchphrases even I feel like I've been talking like RuPaul lately I'm like Shantae you stay sashay away Period. like Period. I am catching all of these catchphrases I Let's saw that for your life girl, girl. you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love anybody else I want to go to DragCon now like I am invested Jada yes. Essence Hall you brought the heat in season 12 I just want you to know Gigi Good you did excellent as well. Both of them showed up in Fenty, Savage by Fenty Volume 2. Yes. I yes. just, oh my goodness. I just love this show now. I am a fan. I love you, RuPaul. Definitely but you need to have, watch. Girl, I'm watching seasons. season 13 now, and I'm yes. just, I have not found my favorites yet, but I'm, I, again, I'm down for this show, so I'm excited. Um, my second gem, because it's not hidden either, it's in Netflix's top 10, Bling Empire Girl. 
It's on my list. We so it's both, worth it, huh? We both love Crazy Rich Asians. These we sure are some do. Of the, these are some of the real life Crazy Rich Asians. Um, it's opulence. Uh, the richest lady on the show is worth six hundred million dollars. Um, it's just it's just another level. There is one point in the show. There's a certain relationship that really concerns me. And mm. uh, after you watch the show, we can discuss it. Mm-hmm. But the overall interest, because I feel like one thing that separates this from a lot of other reality shows too is all of these uh, folks get really deep. I mean, they expose some really personal things um that they're going not, through not shallow things or exactly um, even though trying the to push premise, a product line <laughs> exactly even though the premise is very shallow with you know the lifestyle and all these things and their parties obviously are extravagant and all these things they really are they really expose very real sides of themselves i appreciated that aspect of the show um and i just really enjoyed it so i hope you guys check out bling empire on netflix and those are my hidden gems for this week all right thank you ashley for your hidden gems of course thank you everyone for listening please follow us on social media we are on twitter facebook instagram at recapping podcast we would love for you all to follow us we would love to know your ratings of the shows and movies we've reviewed so far um go ahead drop a dm and we will post it on our social media and lastly if you have um if you'd like to email us email us at um recapping podcast at gmail.com yes ma'am exciting well again guys cobra kai season three next week we will see you then delora i love you love you too ashley bye